Welcome to A Court of Liz and Amanda, a podcast where a fantasy lover explains a fantasy novel to a fantasy hater. I'm Amanda, a fantasy fan. And I'm Liz, the fantasy hater. And we're kicking it all off with A Court of Thorns and Roses series by Sarah J. Moss. Today we're on the second book. We finished the first one in episode one. And so now we are on to A Court of Mists and Fury. Are there one mists or two mists? Mist singular. So this one, I did not read. I know nothing. Amanda's going to tell me everything I need to know, want to know, don't want to know. Well, you'll have to stop me if I ramble. I will not cut you off. I will just edit you in post. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. We're back. We were starting this episode with a corrections corner, the first of many, because we are unqualified. <laughs> we have our corner. That's fine. Correction corner. Yeah. So the corrections corner, they did not eat the fairy wolf. Uh, no. has, it has been pointed out to us that they did not eat him, despite how excited we were at the possibility. Of Tamlin so, walking in on them eating fairy While jerky. they're eating... <laughs> But she skinned the wolf in the woods where he was yeah. found later. <laughs> did he did he turn back into a fairy at any point? So was there a skinned fairy in the woods? You know, I'm guessing that if you die in your transformed form, that is how you remain. But well, she was like, she did carry around that wolf pelt for like a day or two and it didn't turn back into right. Right. Fairy skin. Right. Ooh. So it's probably a skinned wolf, but still gruesome. It's fucked up. But they did not eat it. And they then she falls in love with Tamlin and he falls in love with her despite skinning his friend. Um, but that's how you knew that she truly hated fairies. Because <laughs> <laughs> she skinned one. Did we have another correction? Or was it just that one? Yes. But if there is another correction, um, we will correct that in the corner of next episode. <laughs> Great. That's that. All right. Well, where are we starting today? Today we are starting with A Court of Mist and Fury. And it is the second book in the Court of Thorn and Rosen series by Sarah J. Moss. And um, if you are on Book Talk, this is the spiciest, I would say, of the series. Um, That is not what I have heard. Oh really? You, okay, there. I've heard that Silver Flame is by far the spiciest. That is true. That is true. But I haven't read that one yet. So to me, so just wait. Yeah. Oh God, this one gets pretty spicy. And I am currently reading another little life dumb rom com book, and they don't describe anything as his length or his member, and I'm like not interested. His wand. <laughs> his throbbing his staff. Ma- <laughs> throbbing oh, manhood, his manhood. <laughs> no they just say they say penis and i'm like no not interested take me back to akatar where they talk about his, his leg <laughs> i disagree i would much prefer a penis than a manhood it's not gonna be spicy then if you're using accurate you know terms anyway so to me it, in, in my journey of A Court of Thorns and Roses series, 
uh, Mist and Fury is is pretty spicy. Fair. Where do we where do we leave Feyre at the end of Akatar? <laughs> we last left our heroine Feyre. They had gone through the t- trials and tribulations under the mountain. Uh, and she was back in spring court. She rescued everybody. She had PTSD because she killed some fairies. And she's going home to her man. And that's where we left it. She talked to Reese for a second because she has to go back to him due to their contract at night mm-hmm. court. That's all we know. Then he goes <laughs> into the night. And she's like, that's weird. And then like, and they walk off into the distance and they live happily ever after. So I know you aren't on TikTok anymore just because it was t- too time consuming, but there's that one sound where it's like, that's your man. She's like, yeah, I'm going to stick by him. That That's your man. <laughs> and it's always like the Tamlin photo yeah. with his mask on. She's like, yeah, I'm going to stick by him. It's like and some, I'm like, the Mori audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. he's a 10, but he's wearing a party city masquerade mask. <laughs> Yikes. I mean, yeah. But he's mask free now. When she broke the spell, mm-hmm. the masquerade mask is gone. She can see his face in its full um perfection, I suppose. She's been back in spring court for about three months. Um, but she is still suffering from a lot of trauma from, you know, murdering innocent fairies, being trapped under the mountain for 90 plus days, uh, you know afraid that reese is going to come in at any second and be like come hang out with me in night court so she's going I through think she a lot got sepsis <laughs> she definitely got sepsis she almost lost the limb and so now she's a fairy she's newborn fae so she's dealing with a lot of emotions you know she's still like fuck that family i have there's a lot going on in her mind so much in the fact that she is having nightmares to the point where she's getting like physically sick she's like losing a lot of weight um tamlin is just like straight up does not wake up when she's like in the bathroom five feet away from him like barfing her brains out um so it, it's they share so they share a bed you're saying that they share a bed they share a bed but he still has his own bedroom <gasps> he still has that a bedroom was, i think royalty does that that is true and <laughs> he is the high man whatever they call them high lord so, okay, so they're sharing night, a bed that's exciting well, they're engaged. Oh my God, they're engaged. Hello. <laughs> okay, did nice... he? How did he pop the question? That didn't happen in the last book. I don't think it happened. Off, it happens oh, off it camera. Oh, it it's, like... it's an off-camera proposal. Um, they're mm-hmm. engaged to be married. She's had, and he comes to her bed every night. And there's a little spicy scene in the first like ten pages, and I'm like, great, right back into it. But then she immediately like is vomiting. Been there. <laughs> Oh, I I got what I needed. Now she's having some trauma. Good night. Mm-hmm. So she's just going through a lot. And rightfully so. A lot has changed. She wants to go like explore the nearby towns. She wants to go like figure out, hey, if I'm going to be marrying Tamlin, I'm going to have like a role in spring court. And he's like, nope, it's too dangerous out there. And so she's feeling really trapped. She's feeling like really confused. Tamlin's being like really standoffish, but like still comes to her bed every night. He's treating her as if she is mortal. Yes. He's like, you need to be protected. There has been a shift in the dynamic that he is not acknowledging. That he's got a fey woman now. She's a strong 19-year-old. <laughs> I'm 500 plus and got my 19-year-old honey. Sure. 
Sure. So there's a new character in town named, I'm going to say Iant, Iancy, I-A-N-T-H-E. That's a problem. I don't listen to the audiobook, And so I'm like, I don't know how mm. to say that name. See, I can say Yanthi. Yanthi. Okay, so, so we have a new character. Yanthi. And she is a high priestess. And there is this other type of fae. They're the priestesses. And they're essentially like servants to the high lords. Essentially, Yanthi is there trying to like teach Pharaoh what it means to be fae what it means to be married to a high lord. Was she under the mountain? I think so. She was under the mountain. Correction corner next time, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Say it with confidence and then we'll correct it later. Yeah. So Yanthi is like, girl, I got you. You're going to be really wealthy. And you just have to like play the part. And Pharaoh's like, no, I want to like help, blah, blah, blah. She's like, nope. You're just going to be like the pretty wife, blah, blah, blah. Let's get you prepared for marriage. And so Farah's having these like panic attacks and she's like, oh my God, this is so insane. Comes to be the day of her wedding. Yancy dresses her up in like a fugly wedding dress that Farah like doesn't even look at herself. She's lost so much weight. She's looks gaunt. She's wearing feathers and jewels and all this stuff. And so she's walking down the aisle and the whole time she's like having a panic attack. And in her mind, she's like, I'm freaking out. Help, help, help. Who pops into the no. middle of the aisle? Reese. And he's like, hello, Farah. You're coming with me. And Tamlin's like, no, wait, no. And then, stop. <laughs> yeah. Tamlin, like, doesn't do anything, basically. That is a step up from the, like, speak now for Rebel Your Peace. It's like, um, yeah. I'm kidnapping her now. Yeah. While she's walking down the aisle. Not before. Yeah. Now. What and if he Tam kidnapped her when they were having sex? It'd be a possibility. In fact, so Reese and Farah, because they have this like bond now, he can like hear her thoughts and right through the tattoo. Probably heard some things he didn't want to hear. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe heard some oh some moans in her head. Which I don't want to give anything away. <gasps> but I'm not going to. Okay, so tell me about the fugly wedding dress. I want to see some fan art. Oh, but you might be dress. spoiled because she does wear like a fancy dress later. It's not a wedding dress, but it's a night court dress. No, I think I'm seeing it. It's like a big, giant, poofy, mm. almost like 80s wedding dress with like, like the, the levels of tool and yeah. poof and all of that. Okay, so Reese comes to collect her and Tamlin in that moment knows like well there's nothing I can do she literally made this like pact with him and so this is the moment that he's coming to collect her and she's like no Tamlin help me save me and he like doesn't do anything so she's like just confused and is now in in night court and when she gets there it's not dark <laughs> it's so surprised that is the stupidest thing I've heard <laughs> you have something called night court and it's not even always night. Like that feels like that's the lowest hanging fruit. Night court is a night. Spring court is in spring. Night court is a night. Why, so would you, my... why would you not do that? So is day court always daytime? Yes. Obviously. And they have. And dawn court should always be at dawn. And dusk court should always be at dusk. Well, there's not a dusk court, unfortunately. Is there a Which dawn is... court and there's not a dusk there... court? There's the seven court. 
the four seasons, winter, spring, summer, fall, and then dawn, day, night. So it's seven. And I think seven has like special meaning. Fall court is always in fall, isn't it? It is. So what the fuck? Why is night court have daytime? They have daytime, but the nighttime is spectacular. There's stars everywhere. This is why I can't read them. That makes me so mad. That the season ones are always in the season, but you can't even... Like, you can function with the night. It's not like you can't have a world at nighttime. Look Look at Iceland. They have very long stretches of night, and they function just fine. So I don't know why she couldn't just let Night Court do that. They also have very long stretches of day, and they do need blackout shades. But so would Day Court, hypothetically. Yeah, they can get blackout shades. Um, Summer Court seems like to be the best court because it's like the Amalfi Coast, basically. It's like the beach, the sandy beaches. It sounds really nice. I want to know more about fall court that's my favorite season i think that's where i would want to live it's always halloween so (laughs) you do (laughs) learn more about fall court in what's the next one wings and pain what's the third book i don't know anyway in in the third book you do travel through some of the different courts which is kind of fun is it always halloween I don't think Halloween exists in Prithian, but do they have do they have Hallows Eve? You're not in there for that to see Halloween. (laughs) No, you're not. You're not there for that long. Do they have a spooky Um, holiday? No, they have a sex festival and a fun festival. I want a spooky festival. Well, and then later there's another festival in um, Night Court, Court? which is um, the Night Festival. at nighttime it's shocking so, it's called laurels for spring <laughs> ground a breaking. night festival at night Ugh. it's called star fell and it's literally like falling shooting stars cool anyway if you recall in the first book under the mountain is amarantha's recreation of night court so it's spooky, it's demonic, it's scary. And so Farah is terrified to go to Night Court because she's like, I'm going to essentially be going back mm-hmm. to the mountain. When she gets there, it's a beautiful palace. It's beautiful mountains. She's not under a mountain. There's a beautiful city. There is a part that is under the mountain and like spooky. But he's like, there's a really beautiful thriving community of fairies here that I protected for 50 years because I didn't want Amarantha to come destroy it. So you really learn that Reese is this like gentle hearted, kind lord, but he has to have the facade of being evil and dark mm-hmm. because then he wouldn't have been able to protect his people or something. Okay. I mean, I mean, okay. There's, it's, there's, and the list of things that make me mad, that's low. Yeah. Fine. He's fine. He's the good guy that you think is dark and brooding, and he's still dark and brooding, and has some like you know stuff from five hundred years of a past that he needs to get figured out. But he's not this like evil fairy. He cares about we- his people, exactly. And he's also like the strongest fairy in like the entire realm, and so he had the power to like 
hide this whole city from everyone else. So he's everyone thinks the he's the strongest an fairy in the entire realm. Yes. You can feel his power like wow. seeping off of him. You can feel wow. it. So Farah gets to night court and she's like, oh my God, I was supposed to get married. And he's like, yeah, but what I heard was help me, help me, help me. And that uh, didn't sound like you wanted to get married. That's what your brain was saying. Yeah. And she's like, oh yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I didn't want to get married. Um, mm-hmm. And he's also like, oh my God, you look like shit. Even your worse wedding than dress when is I- so ugly. <laughs> You look worse than when your arm had like a blood infection and you were covered in worm shit. You look terrible. Mm-hmm. Have you been eating? So he's like worried for her. Um, you meet Morrigan, aka Moore. That is his cousin. And she is blonde and hot. And it's like, I want to be friends with you, Farah. And he's like really cool. eager to be friends with her. And she's fun. She's like the fun one. All so right, give one. me the... Give me the, the night court inner circle rundown. You don't meet them quite yet, but I'll do that just for you because you asked. So number three is We'll, we'll start more. with number one, Amanda. Reese. <laughs> He's number one. Okay. Oh, okay. So who's number two? Why are we starting with number three? Well, because number two is Amrin. And okay. Amrin is like a little petite fairy you can tell right away like oh she's not like the rest of fairies she's very powerful you learn later that she was like something else from like another realm that came into prithian and she took the form of like a little fairy and groaning (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing is there's these like subplots you're just like i don't care about this but sure She's, she's like something else and now she looks like a cute little petite lady that's what she blunt, chose to be with a blunt bob and a red lip so she's and amelie she, so this was sarah j moss was watching amelie and she does only wear like black and white and like a gray mm-hmm. like little shift dress <laughs> you could be any form and that's what you're going to choose you could be a dragon you could be like the sun. You could be who knows what she could be. And no, she wants to be, be five a little tall. petite Parisian woman. <laughs> <laughs> With a shift dress. Like, okay, whatever. And dream big, Amarin. Dream big. She's like, I'm going to be a five foot tall. And she chooses not to live in like the palatial home that they have. They li- she lives in like a studio apartment in like the city and only drinks blood so but she's not a vampire she just drinks blood from like a Um, goblet so does all this inner circle live in one house is it like the real world (laughs) (laughs) unclear where i guess more would live it's called uh uh-oh high something because it's high mountain (laughs) brilliant so reese does have a townhouse um and that's where he lives because he wants to be so in the city has... with his people. Okay. So, like, so someone's his neighbor, right? Yeah. He, like, That's like, how a t- t- like, shares a wall. Like, an attached neighbor. Yeah. That's yeah. the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Your he next door neighbor to... is Joe Biden. <laughs> he wants to be with the people. I mean, Chuck Schumer is my neighbor. People were outside uh, protesting in front of his house recently. So, there, there you go. go. I guess that um, more than I think. 
we don't share a wall with him, unfortunately, or fortunately, I suppose. So that's Amran and Morgan. And then the other two of his inner circle are Azriel and Cassian. Reese, mm-hmm. Azriel, and Cassian. All hot, all Illyrian soldiers. So Reese, Cassian, and Azriel are all Illyrian, but they're all bastards. So they come from broke. No, wait, that's not true. You know what? Mm-hmm. I'm saying it with confidence. Correction corner be damned. They're all <laughs> bastards. They all come from broken homes. They all found uh-huh. each other as young bastard boys in the camps of Illyria, where they were training to become Illyrian soldiers. And Those bastard boys. I know. They're gonna find each other. And now I mean literally trouble. Cassian was like sleeping in the mud. Asriel was like kept in a cage until he was like seven years old. It was very traumatic. Really? All these fairies got some trauma they need to work through. I'm going to go on a fantasy rant because I think part of my issue with fantasy is that it's so weird to have both worlds yeah. because it's like you have to choose one. So it's like if yeah. they have magic, then like why are kids sleeping in the mud? If they have dragons, why do you have a townhouse? Like. <laughs> if if you can have a castle and you can make a festival of shooting stars and you can like do if anything's possible in this fantasy world why the hell did you is the best thing you could come up with a townhouse yeah come on not even a penthouse right you don't even (laughs) want to be in a penthouse you want to be in a townhouse next to somebody else like you got to have a bigger imagination yeah if the well nothing is off limits yeah. You can't have the same dumb shit that we have in the real world. Because we're stuck with our dumb shit because we don't have magic. They could be living on floating mushrooms. They could have a beautiful yeah. floating mushroom place. They could be living on a star. They're, they could be in a crystalline palace. The palace the palace is in the mountain. It is very... Uh, I but don't know. Amarin's in a studio apartment. Really dirty... Books, books everywhere, wearing cute little A line dresses from Parrot. Cauldron, um, take the wheel. <laughs> That's the other thing is um, later there's a moment of sexual pleasure, if you will, and Reese goes, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and I'm like, he says "shit," like that's what we say in real life. Like right. you can what. He couldn't have. St- I don't know what you say instead. To but, but you are a person that that likes a member and a length and a girth as yeah. a noun. If it's in a fantasy book, I need. So you want? So you want? So you want like a fantasy word where he says like, "Oh, feathers." Like I don't know. <laughs> Just make it up. Yeah, it's. I mean, it could be anything. Anyway, Cassian and Azriel are both really, really strong. Cassian is like the stronger, more like broy of the two and mm-hmm. Azriel is more of like a silent uh brooding kind of character they call him a shadow singer because he can like sneak in the shadows and he has like a bunch of little spies that go you know spying around town so stupid <laughs> that's a stupid name Azriel. But that's a stupid name no shadow singer oh <laughs> which like once again 
they call it a townhouse, but they have to call it a shadow singer. They can't just yeah. have a spy. What's no. where's the line? What's the logic? When is it our world and when is it not our world? Well, I guess she does have to write for us. Like you can't explain every facet of like a new world. Otherwise the book would just be like, and they live in the cockerdoodle, which is essentially a townhouse. That's what so. I want. I want cockerdoodle. Cockerdoodle. Cockerdoodle do. So Farah's in night court and um Reason like, okay, you're going to be here for a week. You're not getting married. Bitch, I'm teaching you how to read. So she spends she reading a week. Uh, she goes back a couple times. No, remember, she oh. has to go once a week every month. And so she's got a significant amount of time to be spending with him. So she does, she, he's teaching her how to read and he's also teaching her how to close off her mind. Because if you recall, they have this mental lake. And Reese suspects that Farah has a lot more power than she realizes because when she died, she got a little bit of light from every one of the High Lords. And he suspects she got some power from everybody. And he's like a, a mind reader. So he's trying to teach her to close off her mind and, you know, shut down their mental link. And it's a good boundary to have. Right. And so... Also, I guess what's important is sort of like the main plot of the book, which is Reese is like, oh, by the way, Amaranthan's dead. Sure. But that king, that pesky king of Highburn, he's coming back. Mm, he wants to Amaranth come back. boss. Yep. And he wants to basically reclaim the mortal lands, break down that wall. And the way to do that is to come through Prithian. And I've been hearing rumors here and there that the king is coming back. So when you go back to spring court, I need you to ask Tamlin, are you team Reese or are you team Highburn? Because that's important mm. for future references. So mm -hmm. she goes back to spring court and she's like, oh my God, I'm so happy to be back. Tamlin's like, oh my God, did he hurt you? He like interrogates her like right away and she's like i'm really tired he's like no you have to tell me everything and she gets like really angry and like catches the table on fire with her powers and he's like oh. so basically she feel she realizes oh wait i have some power then she accidentally enters lucian's mind without him knowing it and so she's like oh i got some powers going on what was lucian thinking about pizza <laughs> We only have one eye. Uh, <laughs> um, do you think is Tamlin afraid of her power or is he just ignoring it completely? I think he is ignoring it. If so, to a friend, I'd say, I think this relationship is running its course, Kara. Too bad she doesn't have any friends because uh, that's true. Her sisters didn't like her. She um, burned up that Claire girl. Yeah. R.I.P. Claire. She could have been your friend. Yeah. But you said Claire Beldor, and then she was laid on a mountainside for 90 days. Body yeah. parts dangling out. Farah comes back, and then she has to go back again. Again, Reese is teaching her to read. This happens like a couple different times. Fine. At one point when she is back in spring court, there is this annual uh, right type. Yeah, not a right, a tithe. Um, you know, the tax to live under his protection or whatever. 
And Shara's like, why are you doing this? Like you have all the money you need. And he's like, it's tradition. They have to come give me the type. My father did it before me. So all these different types of fairies are coming and she's just sitting there and she's just like a pawn in this like weird ritual and she has no say. She can't do anything. At one point, I forget what they're called, but they're kind of like mermaid, ugly creatures that live in the ocean. (laughs) I have to look this up later. I can do this correction quarter next time, but they have nothing to give him. And he's like, you have to give me something. And they're like, we're so sorry. Like, we don't have anything to give you. We're starving, all this stuff. And Farah's mind, she's like, let them not give you anything, you psychopath. They don't have to, like, this is so weird. Someone's like, I give you a year. You have to bring me like double next year. So they leave and Farah runs after them and she gives them her like ruby necklace. And she's like, here, 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 take this and give this to Tamlin. And they do. And they're like, thank you, Farah. We will repay this debt. Foreshadowing. <gasps> Mm -hmm. so Tamlin gets like mad he's like why did you do that blah 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 this is a ritual that we have to do it's tradition then she's like holy shit this is gonna be my life forever just like sitting by his side not having a say and then he and Lucian are gonna go off and do some kind of like scouting adventure and she's like let me come with you please like I'm dead I'm begging to come with you and he's like no and he like pushes her back into the house (gasps) with like a a wind spell and locks her into the house and as you recall she was locked under the mountain for 90 days and she she has like a crazy panic attack this was very triggering yeah really triggering um and she turns into this ball of like light and fire and shadow and ice and rain and all of this stuff because she has all the powers of all the course that's fun i like that and she's just like a ball of stuff and more because Reese can't like enter the home because of like spells and reasons, but more can. So more comes and takes her back to night court and Farah is just like crying and so relieved. And she's basically like, fuck Tamlin. I'm never going back to spring court. I'm in night court, I guess. Dun, dun, dun. End of act um, one. I'm picturing Jack Jack from the Incredibles. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I would be fine to sit around. I would be so fine to sit around. Like, maybe I'd be a little bit frustrated if my partner was, like, ignoring the fact that I was having terrible nightmares every night. But I think I could get him to open yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, ask me about my nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Like, can we talk about this, maybe? Or I'd, but like, go talk to that wood, the wood lady. Alice. And Alice helped her when she was in her, like, flaming, mysti- mystical bulb so even alice knew she's gone through it and needs to get out so you kind of learn that reese is this good guy who was you know spending most of his 50 years trying to protect this town that's my question has he explained the necessary the 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 necessity the necessity of the lap dances yet does he have a good excuse for that because that's (sighs) Honestly, he's a 10, but he makes you put body paint on and drugs you to do dances. Honey, that's a one. Every, every night for three months. Um, yeah. I don't know he, about that. I still don't he, know about that. He does explain it, but is the explanation sound not so much? It's a little bit like, okay, 
I feel like the point could have gotten across without the like black dances every night. Again, you kind of have to, you learn later that he has to keep this like facade of being this like evil asshole, but then you don't have to do real asshole things. <laughs> I know. It was like, just leave her in the dungeon. That already sucked. Just right. leave her alone. It's like the fantasy thing of like, if anything's possible, that was your solution. It was being yeah. creepy as hell. Yeah. That's what you came up with. I have yeah. a lot of different ideas. But yeah, so now Fader is in Spring Court and Reese is like, here's my townhouse. Uh, here's Valeris. It's like wonderful town. There's like an arts oh, district. Right. You told me his town is called Valeris. That's the Valeris. city of Night Court. Yeah. But it's a bustling city that has been protected from Highburn and Amarantha because of Reese's powers. There's a a wonderful arts district that Farah's like, oh, I don't think I can go there quite yet because I haven't been able to paint since since Amarantha. Maybe one day I can walk the streets of the arts district. <laughs> they have zoning. <laughs> there's zoning in the fairy and world. And there's restaurants. Oh, there's restaurants? No. Do they have to so... tip? Are there waiters? <laughs> I... Yeah, are there there's menus? waiters. Like, who's, are there, are, where are they printing the menus? Are they sort of like a local printer? Do they have a Staples? <laughs> Where does it end? Yeah. So they go to a restaurant and, you know, this is, you know, sort of into act two. So I won't go too much farther. We can end this episode here. But at the end of act one, you know, she's starting to accept that spring court is no longer her home and her engagement ring melts off of her finger when she's in her like fireball thing mm. so she imagines tamlin coming home and finding the like stone on the floor and is like sad but she's like That's... well i was sad and you ignored me for three months so yeah wow that really did implode quite like she did literally but um like, so in three months yeah. it's quick but, yeah. we meet back up with her three months after the mountain and then i feel like another three months kind of passes in the first like okay couple hundred pages of the book before she's like so it's probably been like six months of them being yeah a couple okay. yeah okay well maybe almost like a year of them being a couple but remember three of those months a year of like knowing each other because like three of those months she's like i'm falling in love with him but i can't say it then three months she was under the mountain <laughs> like tortured mm -hmm. then three of those mm -hmm. months seemed to be happy and then three of those months she was going back and forth between he's keeping me prisoner and i'm kind of liking night court does so, that mean that the first three months reese didn't collect her because isn't he supposed no. to get a week every month he did not come and collect her he wanted to give her space that goes against their contract he could just come whenever he wanted he just didn't start it until she's like, help me, help me, help me. Okay. She needs a therapist. Yeah. Um, Do they have those? <laughs> uh, not quite, but they do have doctors. And some of them do um, specialize in mental health <laughs> in the brain. <laughs> you don't know about that They don't have healing later. spells? okay they do they have healers i'm sorry they're not called doctors they're called okay, healers. okay I'm sorry, okay sorry. that sounds better that's more fantasy yeah. get the okay. healer I'm picturing yeah. like a white coat and like do you have insurance <laughs> and 
<laughs> no, they they have a specific healer, the, the the preferred healer, and she's a very very old fairy because she's like very withered and kind of like wrinkly. So you know she's at least a couple thousand years old. So she's cool. had a lifetime of knowledge. She sure does. Okay, great. So now we are at the end of Act Two. No, Act we're at the one. end of Act One. <laughs> Book Two, a, Act One. There's a lot of book left. A lot of you've teased me that there's a forced bed sharing in the future my favorite trope that's unironic I really do I really do love a shared bed but you're gonna hate that they're like traveling and they stumble upon a motel it's It's not an inn why can't you just have an inn I'm 99.9 I'm 99.9% sure they call it a motel and there's only one room left like okay fine I'm like the king of night court but sure there's one room left and then it's only one bed which is great but it's a motel no also (laughs) you're the king of this place and you have to stay in a local motel yeah you would also i guess he's okay he's a nice guy but i would if i was the king i would kick someone out of the motel room i'd say hi i'm the king i'm sorry you're kicked out yeah you're giving me the you guys can share a bed (laughs) (laughs) you can share a bed i'm the king i shouldn't say king he's the high lord high high lord sure still there is no king of prithian unlike hybrid and there's no women high lords because no so that was part of the this bitch was a high lord i'd roll up i would roll up on that motel and I would burn it to the ground. <laughs> Give me a second room. And this I'm... is where we learn that I'm Amarantha. <laughs> You'd be high lady. I'd it's very gendered. Lady. It's very gendered in this mm. in this fantasy world. Um, but they okay with the gay. So you find that out later. They're okay with gay. But there but, hasn't been any like. Um, but yeah. Okay, very interesting. Yeah, I would love to lie around. I hate that they're staying in a motel. I love to share a bed. That's where I am. Maybe um, that's like that's next episode though. So book one was enemies to lovers. Book two is lovers to broken engagement. Enemies, enemies lovers to to enemies. Lovers enemies and then enemies to lovers part two. I do like enemies to lovers, I have to admit. But I'm mad. What got me the most mad in this episode was that night court has day time yeah i need an i need an inkling of consistency and that is what would be my deal breaker in this book reading it throw it yep there we have it well thank you for joining this um riveting episode of a court of liz and amanda and episode two of god knows how many because these books are long and some of them have not a lot of plot (laughs) but (laughs) you know so what we like about them. So what I like about them. Mm-hmm.